0: You are now listening to the Claim It podcast with me, your host, Tricia, your joyologist. On this podcast, I have conversations with people that inspire me and intrigue me and talk about how we claim it for ourselves and how it's so important for us as individuals to claim our own joy, our own dreams, to claim our life, to claim our worth, to claim our enoughness. And so in conversations, I talk about how people got to where they are and the work that they do to be able to claim it and to show up for their life, their dreams. In today's episode, we have Timothy Granaderos, who is currently an actor best known for playing Montgomery de la Cruz or Monty on the hit Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why. I personally know Timothy because he's the younger brother of one of my best friends from college. And so it's been fun and interesting for me to watch him become an actor because that wasn't a dream or a goal of his growing up. He moved to LA because his sister Allison was here, had an offer for some work. And then while he was here, decided why not try this? And so I thought that it was a great conversation to have to prove that you can start at any time and just like moving with curiosity and how to move through all the doubts and fears, of course, that came with. Okay, I guess I'm going to try acting and getting these roles and the audition process and all of that. So I really had fun with this conversation. Let's get to it. Okay, Tim. So, what I, Trisha, personally know of you is. Soccer player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of where it all began. Yeah.
0: So, what did you start soccer when you were really, really young? Were you only all about soccer?
1: Yeah. So, okay. I started playing soccer when I was five years old. So,
0: I think that's when I started too. It's, well, it's like a good
1: introductory sport for kids because you get to run around, you get to kind of socialize, but also learn how to work together. So, for me, um, yeah, soccer was the first spurt, sport I was introduced to. And it kind of just stuck, you know?
0: Did you play other sports too? And soccer was one of them early on? Eventually,
1: or? I was introduced to other sports too. Baseball, tried football, track in high school.
0: Did you, like, when you were, like, tried them or whatever, like, were you playing them all for a while? Or would you just be like, oh, I'm going to try this? And you're just more um, dedicated um, to soccer? No,
1: if I if I tried it, I committed to it. Like, in in middle school... I was tiny. I was like, I was the tiny friend. I was like five foot two, um, like not even a hundred pounds. But I played football because I wanted to try it out. And I ended up playing both years, seventh grade and eighth grade. And it was a blast. I got my ass kicked, but it was fun. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I think naturally I'm just, um, I like being an athlete. I like competition. So, you know, I'm drawn to, to being part of a team and, and competing. So, I like to try most sports out.
0: Were, did you feel like you were good at soccer early on or you just enjoyed playing yeah. it or both?
1: The thing with soccer was it kind of just made sense to me from the get go. It was one of those sports that just it just clicked. And, I, you know, as I got older, I kind of realized that um, I was excelling pretty, pretty well. And, you know, I just started playing with uh, travel teams. And
0: how old were you when that happened? You don't have to say like exact age. Okay,
1: so me and my buddy Luke, we were the younger guys and we got pulled up to play with the older kids and travel soccer. So that was like you 13, which means we were like 12 years old.
0: Which is like six. Oh god! No. I, know, I, like, <laughs> you I don't, know don't know how to do the math anymore. Oh. I used to be like, "So I was fifteen at this yeah.
1: age." <laughs> A little ballpark, it. I mean, grade.
0: middle, okay, <laughs> pre-high school, <laughs> pre-high school,
1: pre-puberty, Pre-genre pretty much. High,
0: maybe. <laughs> okay, so traveling—does that mean every week you were traveling?
1: Yeah, it, yeah, pretty much. My parents were awesome. They, um, you know, we we would travel to tournaments on the weekends or games that were within an hour or two, mostly within Michigan or Illinois or Ohio. But um, yeah, we traveled quite a bit. So,
0: And did you, what did you play? Uh, position? Yeah.
1: I played at the time, I played forward. I've always been pretty quick, fast. So is
0: that like you were scoring the goals? Scoring
1: all the goals, yeah. All the goals? <laughs> all the goals. No, I played for. You know what? At that age, you kind of hop around. Um, I played pretty much every position, but... Um, yeah, I was a forward when I was younger, and then eventually settled my career down at defense.
0: So, I mean... Defense, like what position? I'm like, sure uh, I'm like, I don't know if people care, but <laughs> I, soccer was the only sport I ever played. I think yeah. I tried basketball once. I tried volleyball once. I was never interested in softball, but I played soccer from the age of five, maybe even younger, to 18. Really? Yeah. so up through high school then yeah but yeah. but <laughs> i saw that i liked like playing it and i didn't want to be committed so i like did a club team and only did it for one year and you were done and then i just did like <laughs> the regular team i n- had no interest in trying out for high school so i just played for like my whatever like we would win state tournaments the teams i was on but it was just like this like i don't even know what what that team would be called yeah but it was like i enjoyed soccer it was fun but i didn't want it to be my life oh no like i was like i got things to do yeah soccer is fun so i'll keep doing that but like like just play the games maybe i'll make it to practice i was pretty good i wasn't like a star player but what position did you play then Mostly, I don't even remember like the term. So, defense, defense. Okay, yeah. defense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like maybe like center. Center, oh, center back. Yeah, like center, center back or something like that. I don't know. That sounds by your side yeah. mouth. I
1: <laughs> think you don't know. <laughs> uh.
0: But I did. I loved soccer, but I also was like, I'm going to need to live my life. But what? you went all into soccer. Well, I did. I,
1: okay. I was absolutely all in. I remember. Actually, I remember my buddy and Luke and I, you know, we were the younger guys and I remember being on a tournament with him and we were talking about one day playing college soccer. And I was like, yeah, I'm for sure going to play college soccer. I can't wait till we go play college soccer. And together. You were like, 12. and he was like, oh, yeah, we were probably, yeah, at that time, 13 years <laughs> old, 14. And he was like, I'm not going to play college soccer. And it like crushed, my world crumbled wow. around me because I was like, the, my, my partner in crime, you know. That's
0: so funny that at that age, you're like, I am playing college soccer. And he's like, I'm not committed nah, to college soccer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's funny, your path in life. And <laughs> now he lives on a farm. And like, it's, it's just so f- cool to see, you know, <laughs> the different paths people take. So I feel like that was a like a crossroads for us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you did that yeah so you did you play for your high school or did you stay with the club or like
1: i did i i played so i played club and then i i stopped for a minute and i played i played all through high school and Um, you did
0: play in college too i
1: did so yeah okay um i got recruited to some division two and three schools um and all my friends my closest group of friends which we've been friends since we were like in middle school in elementary school some of us but they were all going to Michigan State and I was like I remember going to my mom and I you know at the time I wanted to, I wanted to save a little money. I was kind of frugal, so I was like I'll go to a community college and then um you know maybe I'll start at Michigan State 2 years after.
0: Do community colleges have soccer teams?
1: They did not.
0: Okay. I didn't think so, so but I was
1: like am I missing something? Well, what happened was um my mom was like no, you're going to Michigan State with all your friends. So I went to Michigan State.
0: And is that because she- she wanted you to play because she knew you wanted to play soccer or because you wanted to be with your friends or both?
1: I think it was both. I think mainly to be with my friends and not, you know, be so concerned about the money or anything. Yeah,
0: um, that's
1: sweet. then I went to Michigan State and they had an open tryout for soccer and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to this. So I went to this tryout kind of just thinking whatever happens, happens. And I actually ended up making, making the practice squad and playing in the winter and then starting in the spring with them. So... Kind of yeah, I walked onto the to Michigan State soccer team, which was an awesome accomplishment for me. But also, you know, it just kind of felt like it was it was right. It was meant to be. And did you play all through college? Yeah, I played. I played four years, so I, I stayed. What does
0: that look like in terms of training and like what is how does what is it like to play soccer yeah, or any team sport? I guess in college. Yeah,
1: so it's pretty demanding. I'd say that's it's, what it's I was expecting. Like a, It's like a job. Yeah. You know, you work, you practice every day. You have two games a week. You're traveling all the time, flying, you know, sometimes driving all the way to Pennsylvania. It's like it consumed you. But it also kept you in check, you know, in college, you can get a little wild.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't probably leave as much room for like going off to like what uh, how other people might have been experienced Michigan State. Yeah. No, <laughs> Especially like college <laughs> or like state
1: Or schools. my friends. Yeah, yeah. All of them.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, other people maybe that you knew.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, it was it was honestly it was like a full time job, but um it was such a great experience I mean your your teammates are your brothers and you you know you just you come to love each other and you know you support each other and protect each other and it was like it was just it was an experience that I wouldn't trade for anything.
0: What do you feel like now can you narrow down like life lessons that you learned through soccer I don't know if that's like hard for me it. to like ask you on the spot but I'm guessing like yeah like that was a lot of your life and that is a lot of dedication and teamwork and so much yeah. that I'm guessing like might have shown up in other places in your life
1: there's a, there's <laughs> a hair on my mic. There's a, I'm sorry there's a hair on my mic <laughs> you know I would just say um, having this drive this constant drive to want to be better to want to to be competitive, but also to understand that there are ups and downs that come with the sport or life or acting or whatever you're doing. You know, it's like it prepares you to like mentally you become a lot stronger. Right. And physically you do too, of course, because you're running 18,000 miles a day.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. So physically stronger. But then, right. Because even if you as a team and on your own are working so hard, then you might come up against a team. You, Yeah. Like getting defeated and like dealing with that. Like is that sort of.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean like it's tough when you you put everything into something and then you don't come away with the result that you want. But in that I'll call it a defeat even though it's you know it's not you learn something about yourself, your teammates, you know, your opponent. So I mean, you have to just be able to take something from those experiences. Wins as well as losses. So. Is
0: that like would you feel like it helped you or taught you more about resilience?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I, th- I think um yeah, you just have to Endure those things and and get through it and be better the next week. Yeah.
0: So graduate college. Yeah. Did you move directly out to LA?
1: <laughs> so this is the way it worked. Um, okay, my junior year of college, you know my sister, Allison, yes. who is a makeup artist in 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 LA. But um, I came to stay with her my junior year summer so i kind of um
0: ah yes and were you did you start to work that summer to help craig's company out your brother-in-law or no or you were just hanging out
1: i i I think i did actually i helped him with a a shoot but it wasn't it was just kind of like to pass the time it wasn't like a career
0: start like working for him but he was just like hey yeah we need we need a
1: pa got it give people waters and empty trash <laughs> <laughs> for, but i had spent that summer out in um california and kind of fell in love with it and then california after, well la okay. specifically um
0: and why just the <laughs> and why?
1: well it was just the culture of like the culture of la like the the beaches and just like this kind of it's a
0: lot different
1: Let's just, I wasn't part of the industry yet, so.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, it's just like, yeah, so, yeah, you, LA is enchanting, California is enchanting. It is, and, like, I think when, especially. And that you were here, you had your sister here. Yeah. You had some, because of her, like, a little bit of
1: a community built in. I knew, yeah, I knew, I mean, obviously, her and Craig and a few others at the time. I had one really close buddy out here, but. I had a fun time in California. I don't know if it was just because I was there for the summer and I really didn't have many responsibilities or but yeah, so after I graduated um college, I you know, I graduated with a degree in advertising.
0: Okay, yeah, I was gonna ask, were you working? Did you do internships at all in your school? Because you're playing soccer. So that makes me feel like you didn't have much No. Like, have you ever had a part-time job?
1: Well, not in college. No.
0: Right. Okay. No, there was no time. Because there's no space for it. No time for it. Were you actually pursuing advertising or? No. And and not you, because I feel like so many people, it's like, You go to high school and then you're supposed to go to college and so you just pick some topic that you may be interested in to get a degree in and so much these days like it doesn't even matter
1: what the degree in is like
0: eeny, meeny, miny, degree.
1: Advertising. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually kind of how it was. You know, I've always been a little creative. So I I thought advertising was a great um, opportunity because you can make money great money in that industry and it's also you know creative
0: yeah there's a creative so highly creative
1: yeah I just that's kind of how I landed on advertising and I enjoyed it as a degree I enjoyed studying it and I just didn't really pursue it after school
0: but so you graduated and then did you move out did you know and like always like well I'm just gonna end up moving to LA like- I
1: had the desire to like I thought I was going to end up in LA. Um, But the way it all played out is I I graduated. And then within the month, my sister was like, hey, I got you a job as a PA on this reality show. (laughs) Pack your bags, come out to LA and stay with me and work. And I was like, that sounds perfect.
0: Was it a show she was working on?
1: She wasn't even working on the show. It was a
0: friend. I'm like, I don't remember.
1: (laughs) No, no, it was some reality show i don't even remember what it's called but um yeah so i just (laughs) so you moved to la and started working well the thing is i flew out to la and then um they contact like they hadn't reached out to me production hadn't
0: okay give me
1: any call times and and they were like we're good we don't need you and then i was like what am i doing here i just flew out here i have all this student loans i don't have a job like what am i doing and i just got really really stressed and I remember being at dinner with, you know, the couple of buddies I'd made. And I was like, what am I doing out here? I don't, I'm just spending money. I don't have money. I don't, you know, I'm not doing anything with my degree. And, and then I don't have a job and, you know, enough time passed and they reached out and they're like, actually, you know, come in on Monday. And I really think Allison had made a phone call or something, oh. <laughs> so done something. But so you did end up, I did end up working on that show as a PA. And I didn't even know what a PA meant. I didn't That's what I was
0: about to say. Can you explain? To, I know what a PA is, but I'm sure a lot of people don't know what a PA is. A
1: PA, okay, let's say you have a totem pole. The PA would be on the very bottom of the totem pole. But it's a production assistant um, on, on sets, television, movies, commercials, music videos. But they basically do everything that needs to be done.
0: Or that nobody else wants. (laughs) I wasn't
1: going to put it that way, but yes, (laughs) you know, PAs don't get enough credit, um, but they do everything that the others don't want
0: to do. Let's give some examples. Okay.
1: Going on a 20 coffee run. 20 cup coffee run where you're picking up all these individual yeah, like say like, like not 20 coffees no.
0: but we're gonna can i have a GKF like a double
1: espresso a shot of, shot of
0: s- <laughs> it's whack diet uh, vanilla yeah. sweetener
1: and you're like is that a thing that <laughs> and then putting it in your car and hoping to god that it won't spill everywhere
0: <laughs>
1: uh but okay yeah that um one one um experience i had as a pa is the the stealing Above this. OK, so we were in this room video village where like all the producers and directors sits watching the yeah, live so video feed. Village,
0: yeah, they're like sitting watching the screens as things are being recorded. Correct. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just pretending like I know everything. Uh, but I don't.
1: Our video village was set up in this room and the room above was a bathroom and the bathroom was leaking. And into the room that we were into literally dripping so we as PAs had to get a tarp and basically catch all the <laughs> diluted <laughs> urine that was falling on the floor and I was like
0: California's awesome uh, and you're probably working like nice like nine to five hours yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh
1: yes it was literally like seven in the morning till like 10 at night like it was insane these hours yeah no I remember getting home, just walking like a zombie, taking a shower, and then passing out and then waking up and at like, like six the next day. day after yeah. day after
0: day. It's grueling. Yeah, it's but a lot of work.
1: Here's the thing. I think that everyone in this industry should be a PA.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I'm guessing now, because you had that experience and lived the life of the PA, that it just makes you have so much more appreciation. 100%. For everything that's happening. Yeah.
1: I mean, because. And
0: everyone that's there making it happen.
1: A hundred percent. You A lot of times you take for granted. It's something as simple as like a, a mirror being hung up in your dressing room. You know, like you don't think about that, but some PA was in there. Right. You know, just before you just lining it up, putting it up, making sure it's stuck. You know, it's just it's it makes you grateful for a lot of things.
0: OK, so you started out. As a PA on a reality show, Mm -hmm. what happened? Were you doing different? Did you do different PA jobs for a while?
1: Yeah, so then I started to network a little bit, and with my sister's help, kind of hopped around to commercials and music videos.
0: As a PA, still. As a PA,
1: yeah. Um, And I remember one of my first experiences um, being in front of the camera actually was on a commercial that my sister had gotten me onto.
0: You were supposed to just be a PA? I was a PA,
1: yeah. And then um, the commercial was with Danica Patrick and Mark Wahlberg. Oh. And we were on the shooting on the beach, like in, I think, Malibu. And they needed a stand-in for Mark Wahlberg Oh, (laughs) to to walk to Danica Patrick. And for whatever reason, they didn't want to use a stand-in. So they're like, it was like a, you know, cliche Hollywood scene. They're like, you! And they like pointed (laughs) to me. and They're like, can you jump in this suit how tall is that kid so i went and jumped in this like uh, are you the
0: same height as i don't
1: i don't (laughs) think so maybe at the time (laughs) at
0: the
2: time what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: in that moment i appeared
1: (laughs) oh i was like who how tall you need me to be sure but yeah i had to go put on a like a racetrack suit and and like Walk on the beach towards Danica Patrick, and I was like, "Oh, this is Hollywood. This is awesome."
0: <laughs> Just that's funny, like that shift of moving from back there to right there. It was like, "Whoa!" I was
1: like, "Oh, this is cool. <laughs> I'd rather do this.
0: <laughs> this is nice." Yeah. <laughs> so, is that did you get more opportunities like that, or is that what made you start to pursue? Hmm, maybe I want to be in front of the camera. Maybe I can do that.
1: I think it was that with um, a number of other things. Um, let's see. my Yeah, my sister again. Um, she hooked me up with her friend, Lucas Passmore, who I think you might know. Um, he's a photographer. So I just wanted to get some like modeling type shoot shots right. done. And so I did that with him and um, he turned him over to uh, an agency I'd been working with.
0: That he had been working with?
1: That he had been working okay. with. Kind of like shooting. Um, sometimes photographers and agencies have relationships where they just kind of shoot with the models to get, you know, just test shots for them. Got it. So... So it was a
0: modeling agency. It was
1: a modeling agency. Okay. And um, so, uh, yeah, I did a little shoot with him, got some photos out of it, and then actually got an agency out of it, so... And so
0: how long was that after moving to LA? Um, I would say that was within two years okay so you were like working as a production assistant for two years
1: yeah yep, working as a PA for for two years um and started doing some modeling stuff on the side um not booking very often but getting some opportunities
0: and were those things like you had to go do you audition for modeling jobs what do you cast you have
1: cast you have cattle (laughs) call casting so that's
0: the agency submits you whatever you got to be mm-hmm. there and you go to a room to a bunch of people that might look similar yes, to you. That's, ex-
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it is some more attractive <laughs> some more chiseled you're just sitting there comparing yourself what
0: is, yeah what does that feel like oh, it's, just up to rooms of people like
1: you want it's horrible <laughs> like i think at the time too it's just you're con like I wasn't comfortable in the process, so I was sitting there comparing myself to every single man who walked in the. I felt like a boy. All these like grown right. men. I'm like, but it's it's a it's a funky process. I think until you've made a name for yourself, you have to go through that. Which I again, I appreciate what I can take from that, but yeah, it's not it's not the most fun. I'd say I didn't look forward to it.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like for anybody? you know, do you think that it also was maybe not fun for you just because it was a new thing for you and you were questioning if like, if you were supposed to be there, who am I? Like if you were like, act like, did you feel like you're an imposter or something? That's
1: absolutely. I think um, one of the most difficult things to get over for me is that I've always felt like I'm, I'm just faking it. Like I am like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, and I think I looked around and compared myself to others. I'm like, oh, this guy's been doing it forever. Look at his hair. It's freaking perfect.
2: Like, he's been
0: doing it ever because you, he actually got you had a conversation. He'd been doing it forever or because you're like, his hair is perfect. I so just I made up a, I
1: made of a lot forever. of <laughs> I made up a lot of assumptions in my head.
0: <laughs> I'm like, that guy's jeans. I bet he's been doing it for nothing.
1: those are designer <laughs> jeans. Those boots. The cuff falls on perfectly. I. Uh, he must be a professional model. <laughs> But yeah, I no, was just sitting in there comparing myself. I think, yeah, feeling like, um like, why am I here? Like, this guy's going to book the job over me for sure.
0: So what made you keep coming back then when you had those thoughts? Honestly? Or how did you get around the thoughts? Oh, I don't know if I've ever gotten fully fully
1: <laughs> around them. I just package them up and... Uh.
0: So then, but you... Went back. I did. So I, I think and that... You've grown.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you're putting yourself out there. all Every day, hopefully. Um, I, th- I think the thing that, that helped me was, A, when, once I started booking things and I realized that it was an even playing field, I could book over the next person. And I think B was kind of um, getting through the unknown. Of everything you know the booking process the working like once you book you go off somewhere and you shoot something and once you shoot then it gets I don't know put in a magazine or it's you know on a commercial on tv so it's like all those questions that were just up in the air for me and all those unknowns can I do that can I actually pull it off and not look like a ding dong it's like (laughs) once I realized that I was like oh yeah I did it and I look fine and look my friends are seeing it and it's cool then a kind of shift kind of happened where I was like I can do this just as well as the next guy or better.
0: Did that happen? Did you book something fairly early or did it take a while? Or... And were you still like doing production assistant at work at the same time? I
1: was. At that point, I moved on to um, working production at Disney on a Disney show. Oh. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of doing both at the same time, which was awesome because my um, production office, my producer, Greg Hampson, just allowed me they allowed me to go audition that's
0: about to say how are you could you make the auditions oh, if you were supposed to be on oh, the job
1: i wouldn't have been able to like they were amazing the whole time um they they knew i want what i wanted and they knew what my career path was and they let let me go off and you know audition whenever i wanted that and, is really great and it was it was a perfect nurturing environment that i needed um cuz i needed to make money too you know it's, yeah, la's expensive
0: um, And so when you said that they were supportive of you and what your dream was, so then you were like, I'm going to try to be an actor, or I am an actor. Or it wasn't just then with saying that, that's not just like, oh, Luke took my photos and submitted them. That means that inside you were like, I think that that's what I want to do, and I'm yeah. going to work on it.
1: Without taking the story too far down the road, I mean, I didn't. You
0: can take it. Well, I just <laughs> 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 take it where you go. I, you
1: know, I, I started taking classes a little bit, and I had booked, um, I had booked a couple commercials, and um, I booked a music video, a Selena Gomez music video, and and
0: those were all things that were happening when you were doing the Disney yep. show. Okay, so yep. it was sort of evolving while you were there he was seeing this for you it was definitely
1: evolving while I was there Um, I was working as a PA and then eventually I moved over to be a Um, stand-in but I you know like I said I was taking classes um, and I booked a few things here and there
0: so when did you start taking classes was that did that moment where you turned into Mark Wahlberg standing on the beach. Is that like what made you then start to think about these things or did you feel like it had happen- would happen before there? Like what made you want to sign up for a class? Or was that after you started to audition for things or after- cast?
2: <laughs> Go to casting.
1: <laughs> that was kind of, um, I think in the midst of all that, I st- I realized that I was very interested in acting. And so I started taking Classes while I was working as a PA, and also going out for these modeling castings and a few commercials. So it was all kind of moving in the same direction. But I, I did not call myself an actor, and literally until I booked my first, my first and only really, I I booked a pilot. So I just was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of pursuing acting um you know i like it but i didn't know if it was gonna pan out really and i was scared like i was there's no certainty in becoming an actor yeah and there's no guaranteed path so i i think i was skeptical to be like yeah i'm an actor because who knows i didn't want to
0: no i get that especially i'm sure in la where there's so many people working hard yeah to be an actor or that feel like this is my calling that i've been doing yeah grade school musicals and high school musicals yeah. and whatever it will be that like yeah did that also was that like mess with your mind at all of 100%. like oh but i just oh. sort of like maybe i'll try this out and these people are like i <laughs> is
2: born <laughs> to be an actor
1: a hundred percent a hundred percent um i didn't want to call myself an actor because i didn't feel like i had earned it and i also saw all these you know, all my peers who have been acting since they were kids or been, you know, on television shows and commercials. And it's just like, like, I felt like, A, I was insulting them and, mm. and, and B, I felt like I was just faking it. And I, I never want to come across as like a faker or, yeah. you know, like just being someone I'm not. So yeah, I, I, it's just, um. I didn't call myself an
0: actor. <laughs> and so did you ever like, let's say people in your acting classes or the acting like friends that you're saying that you made, do you feel like they ever projected that onto you or that you were just making up that that's what you they must think about you?
1: Oh, it was me. It was all me for sure. I've been very lucky to have met so many awesome, supportive, open actors. Even from when I first started, I remember I was doing scenes with these people and I was so nervous and like just physically standing like weird it's like you don't know it's literally like round like you don't know what to do with your or Talladega Nights where you don't know what to do with your hands it's like but everyone in those classes was so supportive and just open and it was just you know it was great it was like being on a team again you know sports team
2: oh
0: that's great yeah because I'm sure there are people out there that or actors that are then, like, looking at everybody else, like, in compa- how come they get this, and I've been doing this, or whatever, but yeah, I was wondering if you actually had that, or if it was more, most of the times, it's ourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> making it harder for ourselves, and even if real thoughts, judgments do exist from other people out there, then it's, like, it only matters if we're like living into it yeah, and no. like making it. And you're like, No, I had great people surrounding me. <laughs> it's
1: your own worst enemy. You know what I mean? Like it's that voice inside your head, you know? It's even even if you're surrounded by people who want you to succeed. You yeah. know?
0: Yeah. That's um I one of the quotes that I have on me represents my favorite quote, which is the only person who can make you feel inferior is yourself. Yeah. And that was something that has carried me through so much like for me becoming a professional like sound engineer is totally different than acting well but that was a weird I don't even know what that is but I'm gonna make it happen people that knew about music and stuff were like yeah right Trisha then like got like that's a male's position so I really had to like fight for that and like what are and I had real judgments and that quote has carried me through so much and it's the reminder that oh but I'm the only one that can make myself feel inferior by believing those thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm the only one that can make myself feel anything. And one thing I realize I will still sometimes be like wanting someone, I did something, I accomplished something, and I want some, like, I'm waiting for acknowledgement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Excuse, that. I'm like, did you see Oops, that? I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> I'm like, hello, is it Can I get a pat on for the this back? Amazing <laughs> thing
2: that <I> did? Yeah. <laughs>
0: but what I noticed also is that. When I would get that, what I was craving so much, I oftentimes couldn't, it didn't even, it, I didn't receive it
2: because mm-hmm. oh. it was
0: really my own acknowledgement right. like- that I was seeking. And so like, I'd be like, hello, I just like when I, when I released, I have a, I have a daily inspiration app. Yes. called And you're awesome. And yes. It was a lot of work. Yeah. When I released it, I felt like, why are people, my friends, my family celebrating it and doing this, whatever. And I started to make that mean something And when I was like, wait, what if they have been actually acknowledging Trisha and you're not paying attention? Right. Because you're not acknowledging yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a weird thing. So I don't know where that came from, but yeah, like we're the worst enemies that I'm like, it's like we're the ones that like even if you're like, Yeah, you feel like an imposter, the only persons that's gonna make you feel like you belong as yourself 100 percent. you got all these people celebrating you telling you good job tim you're gonna do it but you're not gonna be able to call yourself an actor until you're like claiming it for yourself well, once
1: it clicks it's like everything makes so much more sense you know everything there's not this resistance it's like maybe the compliments actually mean something now yeah.
0: then it's like oh
1: oh i'm doing oh, a good thank job you.
0: Do, you thank yourself, do you thank yourself then do you
1: thank yourself then thank myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's always just like appreciating and acknowledging myself because what I realized that in those times when I'm not acknowledging myself or I'm seeking it from someone else, that it's just because I'm somewhere stuck in a comparison.
1: Oh, yeah. That
0: I'm like, why aren't they acknowledging me for this? Because really in the back of my head, I'm like, but you still haven't written your book, Trisha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And -and so-and-so has written too. You know what's funny is then you're
1: spending (laughs) – you're spending that energy towards that rather than writing your book. You know, it's (laughs)
0: like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) write your book. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. It's happening. I I
1: shouldn't say that to you. You got to say it to yourself.
0: (laughs) It is. I'm committed to it this year. I'm like, I've got a plan. (laughs) I'm rolling out. I did a new website, launched a YouTube series. Podcast, Dang, then it's to the book. Girl. We're we're on it this year, and mom, we're all on board. Jeez. We meaning <laughs> all of the Trishas <laughs> that exist.
1: I'm over here. <laughs> <Myself>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh. yeah, so I acknowledge myself. So yeah, when you're saying to <laughs> that, it's like it's usually in seeing like, oh, I'm not able to receive because there's another part of me focusing on wishing that something was another way yeah. or comparison mode still. So like I did that, that's awesome, but that's still not enough. That's still not enough to please yourself <laughs> like yeah. me. Like because the only person that can make me feel inferior is myself?
1: I don't know, it's a it's a wild thing. Once 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 you kind of unlock that and just um it, it's so much less energy spent. Yeah. And you can focus on the things you need to work on. Yeah. Or do like your book like <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> All right, let's take it back to you. Okay, so yeah, you started booking things like yeah. so what was what felt like the biggest like I know you mentioned Selena Gomez video. That seems like it'd be a pretty like Yeah, that
1: one was pretty big. Um cuz it went up on YouTube and just got tons of views. And so that was the first like international kind of thing that was just like
0: And were you so it's a guest music video, so it's not like talking about but, like what I know I've seen it, but it's been a long time. You're like I, dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I was,
1: I was, I would say, um, <laughs> I don't know, played the futuristic electric flute, and I am part of a mariachi band while she's what? swinging at a piñata under was a tree. The, what's the
0: name of the song?
1: <laughs> it's a "Love You Like a Love Song." Okay the song that gets stuck in your head and won't leave. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that was, I'd say one of the bigger, yeah, the, I mean, besides commercials and stuff, that was the first big thing that I felt like I had done. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I don't know, big's a relative word, but at the time it was-
0: Right, but for you, like, in you know, on your path of like, I'm trying this out to like, I am doing this. Or was there yeah. like, what was the moment where you felt like, I am doing this not even i am an actor but like i'm doing this not like oh, i'm just seeing if this will pan out
1: there's one pretty definitive moment but there's also a bunch of smaller moments every time i got to be on set every time i was in class and a scene went really well mm-hmm.
0: right then you felt like okay like, i i have it within me or like, it's,
1: like it was like oh i can do this you know i i definitely can do this the only person that's holding me back is me so like I took those little nuggets and I just kept going forward. And then um, I booked a a pilot uh, for Fox. And that was like the first moment.
0: That feels major because I feel like even with well-known actors, it's like the pilot. Yeah. Like, yeah, pilot season. You always hear about Oh, it seems like a
1: crapshoot. Like, it's like throw a bunch of darts at the board and hope one of them hits
0: the bullseye. But then, oh, wait, once you're on a pilot, then like, does the pilot get picked up is the big.
1: Uh, It was pretty wild. Um. It was called Studio City for Fox, written by Chris Vernoff. And it was just an, an amazing experience. Like I'd gone in and auditioned for them like seven times. And the studio would come back. For the then, same like, part. For the same. Ca- keep well, coming. Callback. Yeah. Callbacks. Call, <laughs> trying callbacks. Trying to pull out like, <laughs> um, But yeah, I'd been in for them like seven times. And the the studio was like well, we don't know if he's right. And then the producers are like, well, we like him. And then it was just like that whole thing you hear the back and forth. And I was kind of just in limbo being like, I think they like me, but I don't know. And they keep bringing me back. And
0: what do you what do you do when that? Like in that, do you remember being in that state of like, I might have this, I might not. And they might go with me. Like, what did you try yeah. to tell yourself or how did Honestly, you get through that time?
1: I think it goes back to soccer and being an athlete. It's like I was so equipped to just be like, oh, this is going. I'm about to be on a pilot too. Oh, they don't like you. Just move on. And then it come back and be like, Well, I actually come back in and wear this shirt and try this this line differently. And I go in and do it, and it felt so good. And I was like, Okay, yeah, this is great. Maybe I do have this. And it was just back and forth. And I, like. did you say
0: unattached to the outcome or
1: i mean i was definitely i was definitely invested and attached but at the same time i knew the reality of it was that i could very well leave that pilot without getting anything from it you know uh, not not getting any anything from it but uh, the role might not be mine right so um once i officially which i mean if i don't know if the audition process is kind of crazy. You go in first for the casting directors. If they like you, they'll send your tape off to the producers. The producers will come in, then you'll go read for them. And if they like you, then the, for a pilot, and then the network comes. So it's like, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And oh, so every time
0: you come in, there's more like the castings, that's like casting, then producer, casting, then producer, then network. Like, it's just like the room grows and grows. Room the pressure.
1: Yeah no the no it was <laughs> the, the pressure mounting oh it was mounting sweating shaking running lines in my head in the hallway like a crazy person, um, but yeah so by the time you're to the network uh, audition, it was like a small auditorium small theater oh, with, there with like wow. twenty okay twenty plus people in there so yeah once I got to that point it was it, it was super scary but
0: that seems so interesting because especially. I haven't been on TV sets much, or have I ever? I think I have. (laughs) My life has been long. (laughs) Good. But, like, it seems different than how, or is that? You know, like, so you standing on the stage in this auditorium saying these lines in front of, like, a theater of people, doesn't that feel like a much different experience than when you're actually taping or not? I guess it depends on what you're
1: shooting. Yes and no. I mean... You still have a casting director and a reader reading to you and a camera right there yeah. shooting it. And that's kind of similar as when you're on set, you know, you have the cameras and then there's a ton of crew yeah. around they might not be watching. But there's, but or is there
0: a microphone though in this audition? 'Cause I feel like don't you have to like project a lot more if you're in like a theater of t- I think they actually did have a microphone. Okay. All right, yeah. all right,
1: all right. But I don't recall. I was I blacked out the whole time. Know. I just showed up. I don't off. know
0: why I'm getting into this.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're a sound person. You're like, wait. Alright, all
0: right, all right. I was like, how are you gonna see these people? Because you are gonna be saying the lines different because you gotta project.
1: No, it wasn't I well, you know what? Maybe I should have thought of that stuff on the day, but I didn't think about anything. I was like, don't poop your pants.
0: In I think you bought the parts so and maybe you were <laughs> don't
2: think too hard.
1: It was uh, uh Man, yeah, that was that was terrifying. So you did get it? I did. I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting it. But the show. So then we shot the pilot. It was great. Um, amazing experience. I got to work with some awesome actors, director, and and just surrounded by awesome people. And it, it was so much fun. The pilot turned out great. We got to see it. And it was one of those things where, you know, you hear through the grapevine. Everyone's like, everyone loves it. <laughs> It's so great. Everyone loves it. And we were very, very confident until it didn't get picked
0: up. (laughs) It didn't get picked up at all. No,
1: it did not get picked up. So it was like kind of a, it came down to that and one other show at Fox. Got it. You know, it ended up going to the other show, which is perfectly fine. But it was like a very nerve wracking, stressful couple weeks. Because
0: you also then don't know. Like, you could be like, wow, I got picked up on a show. Then my job is going to look like this. To like, I might be unemployed or I might be greatly employed.
1: (laughs) Well, that's exactly (laughs) it. It's like playing. I say it's like playing the lottery. Like, every day your life can change. You know, you go from making crap to all of a sudden being able to provide for yourself and take a vacation every once in a while. But it did that. That's what it went from. It went. (laughs) I woke up the next morning. I was like, all right. There's that.
2: <laughs> and back, <laughs> back to,
1: to auditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the moment that I found out, though, my eyes started twitching because I was stressed. So my eyes started twitching. And the moment I got the phone call or the emails, an email with um, our writer, Krista, and the other actors. And, and I remember getting that email saying, like, sorry, guys, it looks like it's not going through. The first thing I did after that was I put on my running shoes and i went to griffith and i just ran because like that's my that's yeah. my release you know exercise or physical I was activity ask, I just, yeah, if
0: there was any like things go to things that you do when you're like yeah get that like- oh
1: it's 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 working out and running and just getting it out of my system that way yeah that's what i tend to do when you feel about. like
0: it's more an outdoor thing then does it that that being outside help too or would you go to the gym for
1: sure being outdoor i mean outdoors is like a huge part of who i am yeah um but if if i can i'll go out and just run hike whatever do something where i'm just moving sweating and not thinking about it or i'm thinking about it and processing it in a different way
0: yeah i'm the same like movement and is huge and then yeah it's just something different with being outside too yeah. it just i don't know kind of
1: humbles you in a way you're like all right well i'm not that big this is a big world you know i'm pretty small but i will go to the gym and like just sprint on a treadmill to like emo me <laughs> if, emo like i need to get something else out
0: <laughs> i also for me too it's being out so whether it's like outside but like being in a space where there's other people i'm not talking to anybody but it also reminds me like I don't know what anybody else is going through. Like you yeah. just got this big disappointment that you're working through, but like why you don't know that person in front of you, his mom might be dying of cancer or yeah. they might like that. We don't really know like that. It always connects me to be like the humanist of it all. Us all. Yeah. Like, well, this really sucks for me right now, but I don't know what everybody else is dealing totally. with. So like just looking for like seeing the good or just like letting yourself to process it and feel it, but also being like, Oh, hey, hope you guys are good, too. Like, sort of like this energy of, like, we're all in this together. I don't know what it is. but
1: Well, that's, I mean, like, if more people did that more often, I think the world would be a better place, right? Like, trying to just be empathetic towards others and realize that everyone's going through their own thing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, be patient because you never know what they're going through. Yeah. Like a failed, not failed, but a not picked on (laughs) pilot.
0: Hey, it's me, Trisha, your joyologist, your host, bringing you a brief interruption to the conversation because I want to make sure you know that I offer some online courses, one of which is a six-week program, live one-hour calls each week three emails every week, a full support group. It's a group program where I'm sharing every single tip and tool I use to shift my mindset and to get to some of these realizations I share in the episodes about life and how to look at things. And I, you also get one-on-one support and coaching from me. So that's the be your own joyologist program. You can go to yourjoyologist.com slash courses to learn more about it. There's also currently a 31-day email program where you get an email every day. That's a reminder, a different way to look at life. It's exploring everything in your life from your thoughts, how to bring your joy levels up, what's in your home, your relationships, your inbox all sorts of things every day get an email that explores a different area of your life. So again go to yourjoyologist.com slash courses to learn more and we are getting back to the episode right now. So then I don't know when how long did it take until you did get was the Netflix okay
1: Okay, there's a couple uh,
0: shows right
1: I did um Oh, geez. Um, I would say the next, um, I mean, I booked a couple like co-stars and guest stars and small, small, smaller roles at the time, but um, also amazing, amazing achievement.
0: I felt like those being a guest star on someone can be could be extra nerve wracking. Yeah. Right. Because then you're just like coming into this established. Oh, I was so scared.
1: I did a live show with. um, Oh, gosh, I can't think of Chris D'Elia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, it Oh, I love but, him. Um, I got... The, they had a, like a live audience. And um, I can't think of the name of the show right now. But
0: Wait, I know he was on Whitney. Is that after, same guy, right? So after Whitney. Yeah, I can't think of what show that was, but I love him.
1: Um, He's super funny. And, well, and that was intimidating too. It was a comedy. I hadn't done comedy yet. It was in front of a live audience. Yeah. And I don't think I did a very good, good job looking back on it. But... <laughs> I got to get up and perform in front of all these people. And even though I didn't have many lines, it was like, it was very scary. I remember just t- psyching myself up. I'm like, you got this, dude. You got, I'm in the back, like pacing, like, yeah, you, you played in front of, you know, hundreds, thousands of people. You can do this. Like, you just, you know, it's trying to psych myself in the mirror. Like, you're not nervous. Just checking my pulse in my hand. Like, you're not nervous. You're good. You're good. And I think that made it worse. But also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So affirmation based is yeah. what I am that, yeah. like. So the best for affirmation is I am this. So maybe like, so you're not nervous might because you're choosing those words. It might still be buying in. I am, and I'm trying to get around it. So instead it's like turning it in. Like what would be the opposite of nervous? I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm at ease. Yeah. So next time flip it to that. Something oh, yeah. that you can say into a positive. I am at ease. I am confident. Yeah. I am present that makes sense that that languaging might help when you're like that didn't work because that is the point of like you're saying i am you're calling yourself into it whereas even you you're somewhat saying an affirmation it was like i'm not this then it like our minds are our minds are (laughs) funny are really funny and like you can catch on and that's why mantras and affirmations work because it's just like a short thing you keep repeating yeah because if we try to I've got this because remember that time I played there or this like your mind goes in these like circles and doesn't find an end. But if you just stick with I am confident, I am confident. I am confident. I am at ease. Then just like tune into one that feels good to you and like or one or two and stay there. And I am this. And it like helps to block. It's like a blocker. <laughs> the like negative thoughts are trying to ping pong and tell you why you're gonna do bad or why you're good or whatever. And just like, I am this. I am
1: confident. No, <laughs> I am confident. I am I am confident. <laughs>
0: yeah, you talk yourself into it. <laughs>
1: well, it's yeah, like you said, but your your brain just like goes all over the place and mine does that a healthy amount. I'm just like shooting back and forth and all over the place, and all I'm looking for is just like this just fine line of what I need to do and how I'm gonna do it, you know, rather than being all over the place.
0: Yeah. Was that the only time you did it in front of a live audience? Or because yeah, I would make up that yeah. I would make it extra Did that feel more exciting or more challenging? Now it would
1: be more exciting, it'd still be scary, but at the time it was pretty scary. I was also very excited. I was excited, but scared. Yeah. Like. I just don't want to mess up, you know? And like here's the thing about acting, like for me is like you want to be the most natural as possible, you know what I mean? And Bryce. like you how can you think the thoughts of the character if in your head you're like
0: you're like got adrenaline, you're like oh blah love then you're like oh wait, but this character's yeah, what's just like he... the mellow dude. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like this out.
1: <laughs> it's like all I want to do at that point is just get the words out correctly. And like
0: But it's about more than the words, too. So that's like
1: channeling. Which is why I think I sucked because I was just scared. But um, like you literally black out like I can't. I was like, did I say the words? Everyone's clapping. Okay, I think I said the words right. All right. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Scared.
0: Is there anything from your acting classes that you've picked up on? Like, yeah, like obviously they taught you things to act, but like, you know, some of your top takeaways that have been for like more like embodying the actor or something like that, or things that you try to remember or keep top of mind yeah. that have helped you the most?
1: I think um, one of the big things for me, one of the things that kind of changed my perspective, I had an acting coach named Bill Howey. And he, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete, so I'm a physical guy. I carry myself pretty physical. I walk pretty, mm-hmm. you know, kind of high strung, not high strung, but just like <laughs> an athletic walk. And I remember he came down on me hard, like every class he would push me and it, it was tough. Like I had a tough time, but we got to this point where-
2: Trying
0: he, to like break down your walk and everything th- and how I you hold trying yourself. trying
1: to break down, um, just trying to make me get- Rather than carry around all these kind of barriers, he wanted to, you know, cut to the core of me. And I think he figured out it was like for me, it was this physical thing. I was very aware of my physicality. And like I said earlier, like when you're up in front of people, you don't really all of a sudden you're very aware of how your arms sitting, yeah. how you're standing. So once I realized that um I had this physical barrier and I could just like let loose, you know, if I want to sit in a chair in a scene like this. You know, I can do it and not have to think about it. And I think that came with him pointing it out, but also then the experience of just doing it more. But for me, that was one little thing that that he changed. Other than that, it was just practice, just getting up in front of people and just doing it, you know, week in and week out and just starting to feel more comfortable in your own skin and not being so nervous. That was a big thing. Once I wasn't wasn't so nervous. And you feel like, For you, the main way to not be so nervous was to keep doing it. To keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like practice, you know? Like you you have to, you have soccer practice and you get better and you have just like, you know, you're an actor and you got to perform and and get better.
0: Yeah. So then when you got picked up, so you got the other big things you said. So
1: I got another show called Tagged.
0: Right. Okay. That's and, when I, I was thinking about that. I can not yes, remember the name. So that I, was
1: for um yeah, I went in, it was Awesomeness produced it and it eventually got picked up on a platform called uh, Go Ninety, which was for Verizon.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But, yeah, uh so yeah, the writer director Hannah McPherson, you know, I auditioned for her. Um and um we actually, you know, I booked that and we went and shot in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it was kind of like our first season was It was a um, full series, but the episodes were short. They were like 10 to 15 minutes long. So, we shot the entire season within like two and a half months. But um, that was one of the greatest experiences I've had as an actor. You know, I got to work with some awesome people and develop a character and not just have it be a one episode type thing. I got to work through all these situations as from the character's perspective and point of view. And you know, build relationships within the show, and it was um, that was amazing. So, I think I feel like that's the first time where I really felt like okay.
0: And that was something you were auditioning yeah. for as well. Yep. Yeah,
1: audition for that.
0: And then the Netflix show. Mm-hmm. How was that process in auditioning? That like was that a long seven auditions or was, more?
1: Yeah, that was pretty wild too
0: because I remember.
1: So my manager, um, Scott Silver, had been...
0: And at what point did you get a manager? Is that like an early thing? So you you get an agent. I got an agent and then... The agent um, is what helps you get auditions and stuff, right? Yep. The agent... we're going to like acting one. Of yeah, acting one. No, I had to learn all this stuff too. I didn't know what any of them meant. I, like, I still I don't know what I all know, it know, but I'm like, yeah, at what point do you get a manager once you start Did booking you things? Because,
1: yeah. You kind of get... Um, I'm I like, I
0: know a manager from music point. Now I'm thinking like, act, what's the, how was the difference between your agent and your manager? The
1: manager is like who I bounce everything off of. We talk like on a weekly basis. We talk probably a few times a week. Just, you know... Talking about what projects are a good fit or, you know, what's coming up or.
0: So the agents like bringing all of these opportunities to you and the managers helping you navigate which one's better for you.
1: Yes. (laughs) I I, I don't want to say. like, 100% because a lot of manager-agent relationships are different. Like, yeah. my manager
0: also finds me a lot of auditions. Right. And I, yeah, and I feel like that that's true for a lot of managers, too. I was just saying for, like, the basic that yeah. And it's also, like, de- negotiate different things. Is that why you would need both of them? Yeah, the agent
1: typically deals with, you know, yeah. your contracts and quotes and all that stuff. And
0: Okay, so at one point, you're getting enough stuff that you... Someone tells you to manager, or are you? I'm like, I, I'm at this point. I need a manager. Um, Where does does somebody come to you and says, I? I
1: was very fortunate. Um, my manager actually found me. Um, and then I'm, you know, just met with him and we clicked right away. And he started getting me auditions, and it kind of just organically happened. I wasn't like desperate. I wasn't.
0: Did you like? He like saw you on something? Are you like bumped into him, or
1: yeah, he? Um. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought about this. I questions. No, I she... don't know why. I'm so interested in
2: everything.
1: <laughs> I did like a silly YouTube video. Um, that was, I can't, it was like seven. It was like one of those short videos. They were pretty goofy. It's like seven ways you know your best friend is sleeping with your mom. But you just
0: like made your own. YouTube <laughs> I didn't make video? it myself.
1: I actually I like booked it. Oh, like, okay. it was like got a, it. um YouTube. I don't. I can't even remember what the production company was or anything. But this, it, like, it got was it. a semi legit. Yeah, a little YouTube shoot. So I booked it yeah. as as um. I don't even know how I booked it. It might have been through someone else who was like, "Hey, I got this buddy. He was an actor. He'd be great for it." But so he, my manager, saw that and.
0: That's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I like, could... Of all, like, for yeah, <laughs> different things. <laughs> that was all the Oh, used man, to. I don't
1: even know where that falls in the timeline, to be honest. But, um, yeah, so, started working with him. Um, and they're great. Uh, Silver Mass Entertainment, <laughs> if you're looking around. But I don't even know where We were where talking about how it, you <laughs> got
0: the Netflix oh, show in yeah. that process. Yes. So... Which I don't know why I'm not saying it's, I think I, I'm not saying it because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong name. Is it 13 Reasons Why? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him so funny. Like, they, I, like I don't trust <laughs> myself. They can't see
1: your eyes, but your eyes basically came away all the way across the table. <laughs> Uh Yeah, it is. The
0: Netflix, the Netflix show, the
1: Netflix show. 13, <laughs> 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> okay, I thought you were wanting me to say or something. Yeah, no, 13 think... Reasons Why.
0: <laughs> I uh, didn't have it written down, and I kept questioning myself every time I went to say it, so I just said Netflix <laughs> show.
1: That's weird. We didn't, anyways. Um, anyways.
0: <laughs> hey, I outed myself. <laughs> uh, no,
1: that's good. You gotta be transparent. <laughs> or else it just be awkward. It's like, Am I not supposed to say it? What are we doing over here?
0: The Netflix show. The Netflix show. show. The show to be referred to as
1: the Netflix. <laughs> that show um, had popped up on his radar and he was like, oh, there's going to be a a bunch of really good roles that are your demographic. And the show's got a lot of buzz around it. I don't know if he read the pilot at the time, but he just knew it was going to be a big thing. And I credit him a lot for that because um, the audition process was pretty extensive because there were so many characters that i might be right for oh um, so what happens is i auditioned for i think three of the leads actually three or four of them they kept bringing me back in and it go well and i was like oh this is fun
0: but but like i would You're like now i'm this person okay yeah exactly no, wait
1: no wait, sure that wait i was just talking to that person <laughs> now I'm this person, and so i got i went in a number of times for that and then um nothing was coming of it you know I had gone in like the tape had been sent off to the producers I think they or I thought they liked me um because they kept bringing me back in but then at some point I was like I'm not I'm not gonna get on this show like I would have I think I would have gotten one of the other roles they were pretty good for me if I would have you know I think I would have gotten one of those if I was meant to be on this show and then I remember I was going out of town for the weekend and I had a buddy over and my manager was like, hey, there's one more, ta- they want you to tape for this role. And I just remember, not because I didn't like the project or anything, or. I, I just was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to get on this show.
0: Was it like th- that character or you just were like, uh. No, it was the Mont
1: It was Monty. It was Monty. But it's like, it
0: the- did you, were you feeling like that because you like were feeling you weren't that character or you were no, just like, I no. don't, I, yeah, you're just I just thought me I would have booked
1: one of the other roles if they liked me. Okay. So I, I felt at that point it was like, well, am I wasting their time? and wasting my time. And then he was like, no, just put this last one on tape. The character's name is Montgomery. He's not in the book, but...
0: Oh, so it wasn't somebody that you had previously auditioned no, for? No, no, it
1: was someone new. Someone they
0: were adding new. Oh, it was an okay, added character. The so scene- you were just like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're yeah like, now you're like, just making up a new character yeah, for just, for.
1: <laughs> Sure. Well, and, and this the scene was short. It was like three pages long. I was like... Um, oh. So... He was like, just put it on tape if you can. And I was going out of town. I had a buddy over at my apartment. I was like, it was my buddy Ben. I think he met Ben West. Yeah. <laughs> ben. And I was like, Ben, just help me tape this real quick. He's he's not an actor, but he was very enthusiastic to help me out. And we set up the, you know, camera and I did this audition. It was super short. And you've seen the show, 13 reasons why <laughs> you know Monty's kind of a bully. So the scene, he's just being he's just being kind of a jerk. So I was just a jerk to Ben and um send in the tape whatever i was like yeah i'm done with that
0: so you didn't you were just like didn't think too hard
1: all right yeah it was almost like i didn't put too i literally got it memorized it and then did it you know and it it actually it felt it felt really good to not
0: i was like perhaps that was the like (laughs) maybe not care so Uh much yeah yeah
1: like i'm not so (laughs) stressed out about it Yeah, I don't know how long after, but I was at the coffee shop with my buddy Jared, and uh, you know, I got a phone call from a manager saying they want you. You book Thirteen Reasons Why, and I was like, super excited. I, I, it was supposed to be just like a recurring, maybe like three episode character. So, um,
0: but yeah, like it wasn't the whole season, but three episodes still. No, was like- it?
1: Yeah, it was great. It was huge. So I- you were
0: excited for that. And yeah. Did you start taping? Right away then if it's only 3 episodes you yeah.
1: Yeah, it was pretty soon after. I mean, it had to have been within maybe a couple weeks. I flew up to we shoot up in Norcal, so I flew up to Norcal and and started working.
0: And the show yeah, was very well received.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes it was. It did really well. It was it was Pretty crazy to be a part of it when it first came out, when season one came out.
0: Did people right away then start to recognize you? Did you feel a shift in like all of a sudden? Because... I feel like so many shows like that that are on like Netflix are like those binge shows where you can like watch an entire season immediately if you want to. And it creates like an almost different reality of the characters. Like they feel more real because like I just like, yeah, I just watched some series of something. And then I felt like those people were real because I like got I like watched it so many times, like so fast. I watched the series so fast that I I was like, well, these are people in my life now. that's good what well, that's what it honestly that's what it like, is and that's what it felt like and i'm like well, that's not a real person so i would see where somebody though could see you on the show where it's not reality tv but it is like because you can consume so much of something at once then it's easier to believe that that person is you totally when you see them on the street yeah
1: because it's all thrown right in your face right away you feel like you're in the room with them <laughs> it was it was pretty wild after it came out um you know, I I wasn't a series regular, and I only did I don't I don't even know how many episodes I did for a season, but
0: so when the after the first season, it didn't did it not feel as like you were excited, it was a big deal, but you didn't feel like
1: no, it felt it definitely felt massive. I just I wasn't I don't think I had as key of a role as you know the series regular, so Got I it. felt like.
0: So you were stoked about it, but you didn't maybe like get pushed to the like yeah, the yeah. front of whoa.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just it was it was crazy seeing it um explode as much as it did and seeing it get as much attention as it did. Like on IMDb, I think like Dylan and the show were all and Catherine, they were all like the most searched, like and, oh, wow. and that was like in I couldn't conceptualize, it was like in the world, like this is insane to me. And and just having a small part on it just made it very real for me, too, you know? Yeah. And then having some person in the airport walk up to you and be like, are you Montgomery on 13 years? And I'm like, I got a tuna sandwich in my hand. <laughs> but yeah. Can we take a picture? I'm like, oh, people all around the world are seeing this show. And yeah. And that was when it, it got pretty wild. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then second season, yeah. you were regular right
1: i was recurring in second season okay. but i think i was in every episode
0: yeah that's what made me yeah i think it was regular yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love how you say
1: all like the film terms <laughs> like not sure but uh, you're gonna say it's anyway. it
0: questionable i'm not trying to like fit in it's just that i've been around these worlds for so long that i'm like i I think I know what I'm talking about, but I actually really don't have that experience and no. background, so I'm questioning the <laughs> words. <laughs>
2: you got
1: it. Yeah. Uh. Regular. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, second season was awesome. Um got to be in all episodes. So, and, you know, like like the other show I worked on tagged, it was you're really getting to develop a character in for. From Montgomery's perspective, things got you got a little more backstory. Uh, You learned a little more about his personality and why he did does the things he does, and then he obviously does something very,
0: very horrible. And how has that been received? To be to play a character that people may (laughs) not—you can say it (laughs) like (laughs) at all. (laughs) I don't know what word I'm going to use. Uh, what would people call?
1: (laughs) Connect with? Yeah, it's (laughs) like.
0: Would not agree with not yeah. Well, they, be mad at or whatever. Yeah. Well, I,
1: he's he's kind of like a villain, right? Yeah.
0: Is that what is that like? So what is that like for you to play? Just like you acting wise, and then what is that like to be received as that person?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, is it
0: fun to play that part? Is it hard to get into that? Is it like you get to be this person you never were? Like what's that like?
1: No, it's that like that's kind of. The fun part about taking it on any character is you get to be someone that you might not typically get to be or have been or things say things you don't typically say. Um, I wouldn't say that I found it, it. It was fun because I got to play someone different, but I wouldn't agree with a lot of the things that he says or does.
0: So how is that to act? Yeah, to do to be the person when you're not agreeing.
1: Well, it was a lot of uh, calling people names and then apologizing afterwards.
0: After we oh, like so like, you would be reco- like
1: doing something absurd to a background actor and then being like, "I'm really sorry." Like, so even
0: I've, though it's like this is what's in the script or this is what is supposed to be doing, that you felt like I gotta go. It's a yeah, apologize because well, he's yeah.
1: a he's abrasive. He's uncomfortable. He says a lot of very inappropriate things and.
0: So you then like go make your piece after you shoot scenes Absolute. that make you uncomfortable. Hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: Has anybody ever like had a hard time with you? Because uh, no. I would. I'm like, you're such a nice, good guy, whatever. But yeah, I'm like, it's like, yeah,
2: no. especially the
0: people on set. Like, I can see it more fans or people that watch the show than wanting to be like pissed off at you in person because yeah. they don't under they don't know. Tim, totally. yeah. they didn't know Montgomery, but the people that are filming with you yeah. uh, you would think, unless are you like, I was about to do the going uh, method?
1: Yeah. method? Where I'm just actually <laughs> just beating people up, <laughs> random people up. <laughs> would
0: you say to me? <laughs> pretty sure that's not what method is because then you wouldn't apologize because you'd be so exactly. Bad character. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely
1: don't go method for this character. Some, uh, I, some degree, some characteristics, you know, I like if I have a scene where I'm pretty evil or do some evil things, I'll start to shut myself off to the people around me. I'll start to be short. And uh, here's the thing. People on set, they're very respectful. They know yeah. that you have to be in a certain zone and our like our crew, our writers, our directors, our uh, the other background actors, a lot of the background actors worked with us and through all have worked with us through all three seasons. So they know us well now. Yeah. So it's like they appreciate and respect your space and they know you're just, you know, doing your job. So it's and that's what makes it awesome because you go there and you trust everyone around you and then you can do things you wouldn't typically do or say things you wouldn't typically say. So it makes you very you feel comfortable. Safe
0: to do it yes yeah yeah and so then yeah so then the other aspect of like have you ever felt like or has that happened where you're out in public or do people attack you on social media or anything (laughs) like acting as if that you are montgomery and you're this person and because they that's who they know you as yeah they don't know i think i mean even all
2: what do they say
0: like do they start to get mad at you or
1: like so on social media i'll first preface this by saying people didn't react the way they did towards montgomery then i wouldn't think that i did my job correctly
0: this is yeah so makes uh, sense it's like that's the reaction you're wanting people to have to that character exactly yeah so you're like thank you thank thank you you for not liking me i'm doing a great (laughs) job i acknowledge myself
2: thank you for for calling me that sir
1: (laughs) (laughs) to my face (laughs) but um yeah social media is its own kind of beast because people can just type something and then walk away from it and get a reaction out of people so a lot of um i i say the uh, the fans are self-governing so like they'll people will say oh, some right. stuff about me like f you timothy and then or be f like what you did to tyler people
0: being like timothy is amazing he's just doing it.
1: <laughs> exactly he's just an actor and it's like
0: Oh, that's really kind of sweet though.
1: It's super sweet. It's I lo-
0: what was the word you said? The fan comments are
1: self-governing.
0: Self-governing. Like, yeah. Very. Yeah. Very wise there.
1: <laughs> and it's also, I mean, it is kind of random when I put up a picture of like me and my mom, and someone's like, "You man," and I'm like, right. Come on, like there's where you have to draw the line. You have to separate it, but at the same time, they're passionate. And at least I know they're watching the show.
0: I see your passion. Yeah. I appreciate you, you as a loyal viewer.
1: <laughs> but there's a time and a place. Um, but I mean, physically in person, everyone's great. They just love uh, seeing, even, even though I'm one of the less liked characters, They love seeing someone from the show, which is a credit to how awesome the show okay, is. Good. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I'll, t- I'll tell you about two different scenarios okay. that have happened to me. One was in um, a Gelson's grocery store. I was in there after I think season two came out and this like 14 year old, I've told the story before cause it's like my favorite, but this like 14 year old kid on a razor scooter with that hat backwards, like rolling through the grocery store stops dead as I'm like cashing out. And he's like, Hey, you're that dude from that show. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, Cool. <laughs> he, just,
0: he just skated away. Were you like, I've made it? Yes, I think <laughs> that I, was the moment. I made, yeah, this is it. You're that dude from that, that show. You're that dude from
1: that show. <laughs> no, actually, I told I told that story wrong. He didn't say you're that dude from that oh. show. He goes, you're that asshole from that show. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Yep, that's me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but then. You're that asshole from that job. <laughs> yeah, you Okay. Oh well I did my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's right. He's not wrong. What he's hundred percent right. Here? Yeah.
0: Did they say anything she to anybody like, look at you or just go? Well, I'd gone to that
1: I've gone to Elaine many times before and I've she was like, oh, under are, are you are you an actor? <laughs> or are you just an asshole? And I was like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> did she it's say open that? for interpretation. Are you an yeah. actor or and just yes, an, an asshole? asshole. I'm like, well <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, I'm an asshole according to that because <laughs> you that asshole from that show <laughs> or that
0: asshole on that show. Yeah.
1: And then um, the second experience that I'll tell you about is that we were shooting season three. And um, I was at a, like an ice cream shop with my friends. My friends were in town. I wasn't with any of their actors. And um, they had all gone through the line. And I was in the back of the line. I wasn't getting ice cream that day. I had to take my shirt off in the show, so I was trying to be I was be like, you're working on your
2: fitness.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the the girl working the I was counter. trying to be
0: responsible. Yeah. Was that what you
1: said? I was trying to be responsible. It was really hard. <laughs> I love ice cream.
0: <laughs> I like that your word choice, though, is responsible. Yeah, that's know. like, yeah, I've yeah. got a good, strong work ethic.
1: Yeah, that's reading. my job, yeah. <laughs> okay. Trying to be responsible. But she, I could tell when when I walked up, she recognized you know, recognized me. She kind of looked up and was like, there was a moment of acknowledgement. (laughs) And then like all my friends had checked out and she was like, do you want anything? And I was like, Oh no, I'm good. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And she was like, you're on, you're on 13 reasons why. Right. And I was like, yeah. And so like all my friends started trickling out and she was like, can I, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she, she shared with me how she said this in her words. She said she was a survivor and the show was the reason she was a survivor. She had oh. reached out because of the show.
0: I just got chills.
1: And it it got like she got tears in her eyes and I got tears. And we just like embraced Aww. and it was just like it was such a cool moment because, you know, character aside, being an actor aside. Like all this aside, it was just like this human connection and this cool moment where you realize it's like what we're doing, what we're creating is having such a big yeah. impact. And it was just a, it was a really like um, humbling experience, I'd say.
0: Yeah, that's so, pretty major.
1: Yeah. Wow. So was the kid in the grocery store who called
2: me an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh.
0: So how do you feel now? Are you an actor? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for saying it like that. Uh, yes, (laughs) I'm an actor. I am. I I, I have a lot of growing to do. I have a lot more experiences to have. I have a long way to go. Um, I mean, I feel like as an actor and as an artist, you're always learning and getting better. So I'm, I'm an actor right now and I will be when
0: I stop acting
1: one day, who knows if that'll (laughs) ever happen, but yeah, I'll constantly be growing and getting better.
0: And where are you at now? Are you you just recorded. Yeah. Record. Record. That's not the right that's word. That's not
1: the right one I'll stop. Film? Shot. Shot. shot yes. Shot. Okay. shot. Yeah. You can <laughs> edit
2: that part.
0: <laughs> my, You're was, from sound. I had caught it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was doing so good with my lingo. <laughs> At least I also caught. I was like, that's uh, not the right
1: <laughs> That's. I would have just let it go. Let the audience figure it out. Oh uh,
0: <laughs> you just filmed
1: filmed we just Another filmed season season three
0: when does that come out
1: we don't know oh i don't know it's yeah, yeah i don't know we don't have any official announcement or, or word but. so
0: then because of that then you have space where you are you looking for, are you auditioning it's just yeah, like I'm, things come that, to you
1: well and uh, yeah i'm auditioning right now just got back to LA, you know, about a month and a half ago and started auditioning again and checking out projects and just kind of seeing what will happen next. I don't How know. How do
0: you feel now going to the rooms where people might look like you? <laughs> you know what? I feel <laughs> infinitely. Are you like, my hair is great? So oh, they could tell I'm him? The new- <laughs> I'm the guy with the boots
1: and the, the jeans and the hair. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. I wish I it was kid. that. it's It's still like, oh. Here, Here's the thing. Auditioning is a funky process. So yeah. if you haven't done it in a while, getting back into it's kind of weird. So I'm far more confident. I My resume is a lot bigger. I definitely feel like I'm a more versed and rounded actor. But I still, a little part of me is, ner- you know, you're still nervous. You're like, I want to do my best. I want to perform. You know, if you really like a role, then you want to get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. But now I can walk in and know that I can be mostly comfortable in my own skin and I can go do the part and do what I plan to do and not be like, why did he, why did the casting director cross his legs on that point? Was he bored or something? Or reading so
0: much into things.
1: Yeah, exactly. I can go and do my thing and walk out and then just move on to the next one or book it move to boise idaho or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in albuquerque new mexico
0: for shooting
1: oh yeah yeah
0: i was like are you saying you're giving up or you're gonna move there or no. that you might be moving there for a shoot yeah. yeah yeah for things like that like what are things that you go back to before you're going to audition or something or do you ever like when you're like oh, i don't want to go to audition or I don't want to, like, what's going to happen when I go into that room? Are there things that you do, practices, or thoughts that you say to yourself to um, try to get there?
1: I think for me, it's just being as prepared as possible. If I feel like I'm prepared and I know the lines inside and out, then... How
0: uh, do you do that? Do you, like, practice?
1: Um. So... I'll get the audition. I'll read it. Um, A lot of times I record the opposite lines, like the other character in the scene with me. I'll leave spaces for me to speak. So that way I just know I know the lines. So the whole, my hope in that is that I get to the room and if we play with it, I have the room to play because I know the lines inside and out.
0: So you're like not just your own because you recorded the other lines that you like have that frame of reference of like your mind. Yeah here's that line and
2: yeah. like yeah you
1: know what and you know when the end of their line is so you're not like awkwardly waiting or so there's a nice flow to it but you can also have the flexibility to play got it Raise my- i think i i can't think of any affirmations i would say to my like i know i'm constantly telling myself you got this or this is yours i
0: was gonna say even like i got this is an affirmation of type yeah. or like a thought and when i'm Um, like
1: when I'm working out a lot, if I'm going like working out real hard, it's just like, I say to myself, this is, this is your life, go get it. And like, I literally articulate that in my mind and it makes Mm. me work a little harder because it's, it is, you know, this
0: is your life. Go get it. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. What is something that you do to raise your joy levels? So you mentioned already, like if you're have disappointing news or whatever, then you go for or something like that. Is there anything else, any other things you can do when you just feel like you're in a funk? Like, that's also like you, what if you have to go to an audition or go act and you just have something in your personal life that's weighing you on, you got some bad news, then you have to like change your whole energy.
1: Totally. That's, which is a whole thing in itself. But to, I I guess I, I I mean, I spend a lot of time with family and friends. Um, I really love being outdoors. So camping anything active is like is my release um going we just moved to the beach so going out to the beach and kind of just letting all everything else fall away like i just like being outside is a huge thing for me being outside exercising family and friend time food sometimes video games
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay um i recently had this thought and i've been asking everybody the thought was what is easiest for me is not always what is best for me. Mm-hmm. Can you think about where like, you can apply that in your own life? What is easiest for you is not always what's best for you. Okay. So
1: I guess like on a professional level right now, um, there are, I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything, but there are roles that I probably could do um, and I know I can do them pretty well but it's the roles that aren't necessarily easy for me it's the ones that are scary and that I like are super intimidating those are the ones that are gonna make me grow more as an actor and they're gonna help me just get better so I think specific to acting like that's how I look at things if a role is scary to me I'm like I'm terrified by this but like I need to do it like for example I just um I just had my Uh, theater actors don't come down on me too hard, but I just had my first theater audition. Oh, wow. And that was scary to me. Yeah, But it was s- like just the audition, just being in the room, working with the casting director, um, having these like long winded kind of like monologues and five page scenes. And that was scary. But it was I walked out of that feeling like just such an awesome high. And it was exciting. Yeah. I was like, oh, and here's the thing. If if I did book this play, I would be so scared. <laughs> yeah. I would be so scared. But at the same time, I want that because I want, like, that's not the easy option for me. That's that's the scary
2: option. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's like everybody's been answering it in different ways. But it it's sort of like it all then comes to that feeling, really. It's like, you know. When you choose the best option over the easiest option, it's like, oh, it must be harder. Yeah. Some like obviously easiest best, and it's like the best op- option or whatever ends oh, up being. Did I so not like, answer that
2: question correctly? No, no,
0: you did it. No, that's exactly where it's sort of like. Oftentimes, we want to choose what's easiest for us because it's easy. Yeah, so, yeah. like taking that role that you already like would be easier right. for you, right? But like yeah, what would be best for you is that you're stretching yourself, you're growing. That that actually is like becoming harder. It's like so you would first. But what I'm saying is like you, no matter so far how anybody's answering that, that it's like this feeling that comes with like, you know, I could just do this and that'd be easier. Yeah. But the thing that's best that ends up being a little bit of a stretch, a push, a.
2: Uh, yeah. Like,
0: but like the feeling that comes from it, yeah, is growing like, from it, and- is like that's where it's at, and like that's really like what life is about. Yeah, I feel
1: like. Yeah, no, one hundred percent learning from that experience. That's ooh, scary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> scary, but good, and I feel like it just makes us appreciate everything else, yeah. everything in our lives, and who we are more. Definitely. Okay. The last. Thing, the tentative working title for this podcast ah. is claim it. Claim it. Meaning it's up to us to claim everything for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you could get a success, you could get money, you could get fame, you could get joy, all of you can get love from someone else, but really it's up to us to claim it for ourselves. Cause I always said too, the only person that's like, you could get success, but you don't feel successful or you can get money, but that's not going to fix it. So like, it's up to us to claim whatever it is we want, our dreams Mm -hmm. our joy, whatever for ourselves. So what are you feeling resonant that you are claiming for yourself right now? It's a really big question. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What am I claiming? Um,
1: Oh, give me an example, like
0: well, and so like it could even be like I'm claiming I am an actor, yeah, or like I'm claiming, you know, peace. I'm claiming joy. Okay. I'm yeah. claiming I'll... a bigger version of myself. Like, so it's just like
1: okay, I know, I know, I am claiming right now that I am very, I won't say hundred percent because I feel like you always have a little bit of ways to go, but very confident with who I am as an individual and what Mm -hmm. I'm doing and I'm seeing results from supporting myself and being open and just I feel like I'm just claiming moving in the right direction at this moment in time
0: awesome that's (laughs) huge
1: I don't know if that makes it yeah
0: no it makes sense and that's like the best thing yeah to claim right
1: yeah it's good it's good i feel good Yay!
0: (laughs) awesome thanks for having this conversation thank you so much
1: for sitting down with me i appreciate it (laughs) and answering
0: all my many questions (laughs) and questions about questions
1: and (laughs) lingo recording (laughs) no it was good i had fun thanks
2: for having me
0: i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation like i said it was really fun for me to talk to Timothy about this new path he took in life, because I've known him from a younger age through his sister. And I just thought it was super cool to look at, you know, this wasn't a path he thought he would have for himself. And so making it happen and becoming a Hollywood actor on a hit show, pretty cool, right? And hopefully it can inspire you to be like, no matter what your journey is, what your past is, what you thought your dream was, that you can start Following your curiosity today and learn and try on something new. For full show notes, go to yourjoyologist.com slash podcast. I'll put some links there of things that we mention. You can find Timothy at Timothy Granaderos on Instagram, just his full name spelled out. You can find me at Your Joyologist on Instagram. If you enjoy the episode, screenshot it, share it tag us. Um, also, make sure to rate this podcast and leave a review. If you leave a review, you can screenshot that to me at yourdralogist at and You'll be entered to win a box full of giddy- goodies from my affirmation-based product line. Yep. Just like the keychains, I have every guest pool, an affirmation deck, mugs, journals, all sorts of goodies. And each week I'm picking someone that leaves a review to send a box of thank you gifts to. For more me, yourdwellish.com has all the stuff. And hey, my six-week online coaching program, live program, is now open for enrollment called Be Your Own Joyologist where I really dive deep and share all of the tools, all of the life lessons, all the mindset tools I use to fully be able to claim my life, claim my worth, and get through the bullshit thoughts that our minds create and that society pushes on us. So depending on when you're listening to this, (laughs) if you're listening to it right when it's been released, it's open for enrollment. Or it could be closed, but you can still go to the site and add yourself to the wait list for when it opens again. I usually run it two times a year. And to find that, go to slash courses. I'm guessing you could probably Google be your own dryologist and it'd come up because I don't know who else is teaching you how to be your own dryologist. If someone else is, don't listen to them. (laughs) All right. And of course, I want you to think about you and your life, and what are you claiming for yourself right here, right now, for you? And a reminder, you can start over at any time with a new way of thinking, with a new dream for yourself, with a new vision, with a new mindset, with a new outlook. Right now, you can start over. Have an awesome day. And also remember to, of course, own your awesome. Own who you are fully. Your past, your present, your future. It's all in your hands and in your mind.